Welcome to the I Can Do That podcast. I'm Jem Fadling, spiritual formation coach, author, and founding partner of Unhurried Living. With 30 years experience in spiritual formation, I help people grow by combining grounded optimism with practical spirituality. This effective dynamic will guide you onto the path of discernment so that you can transform your hopes into habits. Each episode, I'll share one practical idea with one simple takeaway. Together, we'll grow at the pace of transformation and you'll move into your day saying to yourself, I can do that. We're in the Advent week of joy. So this is our third week of sinking into the season by experiencing a spiritual practice together. Let's keep ourselves grounded in our wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I'd like to begin by reading a story from the Gospel of Luke. One day Jesus was teaching, and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they found that they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. Now, in Ignatian spirituality, we are encouraged not to simply read scripture, but to sometimes imagine ourselves in the story. It's a beautiful practice because it allows us to slow a bit and linger with the people, the location, and the details. This story is a great one to imagine yourself in, and we're going to be doing that in just a moment. But first, let's talk about the end of the story in light of our theme, which is joy. This man is healed. He couldn't walk, and then he could. So how much joy do you think he felt? Even though it says it plainly in the story, I can't imagine that he just got up, folded his mat, and then walked calmly out of the room, especially in that day in that culture. I think there would have been some expressive emotion, don't you? It says that the people were amazed. They gave praise to God and were filled with awe. That sounds like joy to me. So now I can't promise that after you engage this practice, you're going to be jumping up and down. I'm not talking about that kind of joy, but my guess is that you might have easier access to the place where joy lives deep within. So let's try this on. This is called the carry prayer. 
let's move into the story together again. And um, we're going to use our imaginations. So imagine yourself in the scene. There's this house. There's a lot of people. Jesus is teaching. And we're going to actually imagine ourselves as the man, the man on the mat. He's got some issue of being unable to move, and his friends are helping him. So your friends have broken through the roof, and now you're being lowered down into the room. Somehow your fear is completely overshadowed by the fact that you believe Jesus has the power to help you. So you stay on the mat as you come closer and closer to the floor, right in front of Jesus. You know who he is. You've heard him teach. You've seen him heal. So I'm going to ask you a few questions with a little bit of space in between each one. And I invite you to use those spaces to imagine and to pray. So as you're being lowered and now you're on the floor in front of Jesus, what enters your mind as you see Jesus' face? What would Jesus most desire for you right now? What area of your life right now needs the deepest healing? What might Jesus say to you? Linger here in trust for just a moment. Your intention is that Jesus would do what he wants most for you. Let your agenda drop for just a moment and let his desire raise to the surface. Now thank Jesus for embracing you. Thank him for extending his grace to you. And let yourself fill with awe at his love, his care, and his ability. Now, here's your I can do that for this week. As has been our pattern so far, simply try this practice on again later in the week. Pause in between the invitations as you feel necessary to pray, to journal. How does encountering Jesus in this way make you feel? Uh, what invitations are arising? I invite you to enjoy his presence this week, the week of joy. And remember, you're making your way forward one small, simple, and gracious step at a time. If you'd like to make further progress in your own formation, I encourage you to pick up a copy of my book, What Is Your Soul Love? This practice is in the book, and you'll find themes such as desire, resistance, vulnerability, fear, and joy, and questions such as, what do you really want? Where are you hiding? What's getting in your way? And what's most real to you? 
Holding and living the questions is a great way to cooperate with your own growth process. So purchase What Is Your Soul Love today from your favorite bookseller.